Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Wednesday morning, but that doesn't mean we can't have the Friday morning tight end on the phone. That is Mike Carlson. Uh, that is his Patreon. You should definitely check it out. And a, a Yank, who's now an adopted Brit and broadcaster writer over there covering the NFL, he joins us. Uh, g'day, Mike. How are you? Well, I'm okay. It started raining here uh, the last couple of days after all the heat, um, which I'm convinced is because Liz Truss was um, like announced as the winner in the uh, Tory prime minister thing, and it started raining yesterday and has not stopped since. So is, that a, is that a Stevie Ray Vaughan, the sky is crying type thing, do you think, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I think we got 38 more days to go, and then I'm out in the garden building my building my ark right now. <laughs> I may sail off for New, Ze- for New Zealand. You know. After, in fact, after the trade deal she did with you guys, <laughs> you, she might be have you know she might have great things in store for the Kiwi. Yeah, well, I'll make sure the border opens for you for when your arc sales in down here, Mike. Um, let's talk. That would be nice. <laughs> let's talk some NFL before we do do all of that. Of course, sure. uh, the season starts with the Rams and the Bills on Friday. Is it is it too far to say that this could potentially be a, a dress rehearsal for the Super Bowl? Well, you know, it's funny how the NFL seems to schedule games for the maximum drama. Um it could be. I, I think the Bills are justifiably the sort of odds-on favorite um, in the AFC, and I don't mean literally odds-on because you can still get you can still get a decent price on them. Um, the Rams are probably, in my mind, third, probably the third team in the NFC this season. But you know, but the, anyone who's that who's up at that level has a chance to um, survive. The the Rams are in a tougher division. Um, I don't think either New England or Miami, uh, who play on Sunday, um, will really challenge them for the division title. And of course, getting to the playoffs is is the first uh, the first hurdle you have to get over. There, the Bills are a solid team. They were very close to getting to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Josh Allen is a tremendous weapon, a quarterback. They're a, they're a stingy defensive team, and uh, you know, I kind of like Kansas City in the AFC this year but but they have question marks that the bills don't well i was going to say that the the, uh, the other thing with the afc west is that it looks like a stacked division i mean the Chargers are not the worst team the broncos have rebuilt they have russell wilson and then you've got a raiders team that now has um you know Devontae adams there and they're four and oh in preseason how do you see that afc west shaking up and is, is it the best that, division that, that that probably is um and you know and part of that is because 
there's four teams. They all have very good quarterbacks. Um, and, and I don't think there's another division that can boast that. And again, I talk about the drama of the NFL schedule. The last game of the week, the Monday night game, is Denver at Seattle, which is Russell Wilson's old team. So we we get to see Russell Wilson uh, goes back to Seattle to you know torment to torment the fans there. Um, it'll be an interesting matchup on Sunday when Las Vegas plays the Chargers uh, because they they are hard teams to figure. The Chargers always look good on paper and somehow stumble before the end. And their biggest offseason addition was a defensive back jc jackson from the patriots he's heard he's going to miss the few first few games las vegas as you said impressive preseason Devonte adams played in college with Derek carr their quarterback I, in fact i did one of their games when they played notre dame uh, many years ago and so that combo looks good josh mcdaniels the new england offensive coordinators the new head coach there's still questions about the defense they're still kind of trying to clear out a lot of the John Gruden, Mike Mayock acquisitions. Um, but offensively, they should be a hard team to defend because Derek Waller is a really good tight end, and Hunter Renfro caught, um, what was it, 104, 105 passes last year. So they can kind of, with Devontae Adams, they can kind of attack you on every level, um, and Josh Jacobs can run. I think that's going to be a fascinating game because I also think Justin Herbert, could be the best quarterback in the league if he gets the proper shot um, at it. And the Chargers have helped. They've built up their line for him. They can still use another receiver. Um, the defense has a few stars, but but that that's a really interesting game. And, and Vegas are, are getting points. The Chargers are favorites there by three and a half. Um, I think Vegas and the points might be inter- a good bet. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that indeed. Uh, what about the Kansas City Chiefs then? They've made a few changes uh, to the roster. We saw Travis Kelsey struggle a bit last year. Do you think he'll be back to his best? And 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 where do you see them sitting in that mix? It's a really good question because he needs to be back at his best uh, with Tyreek Hill gone. Remember they traded Hill to the or Hill to the um, to Miami, um, and Teran Matthews gone from the defense. I think the defense is going to be better. They're trying to replace Hill, not with one player, but with, with a group of receivers. And it looks a lot like when Andy Reid was the coach in Philadelphia. And with the exception of Deshaun Jackson for a year or two and Terrell Owens for a year, he never really had outstanding receivers. He would go with a group of, of decent guys who they would scheme open. And that they're going to have to make that work. Um, and, and that's problematic because with Tyreek Hill gone, you you can assume that every defensive coordinator is going to be concentrating on controlling Travis Kelsey, um, maybe double teaming him. So, you know, is there someone to step up? They they got Juju Smith-Schuster from Pittsburgh. They got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, from Green Bay. They were trying to uh, corner the market and guys with hyphens in their name. And... Um, <laughs> They, they drafted a guy that I like a lot called Sky Moore, who I think is is going to be a really good receiver. He's, he's kind of fearless over the middle. What they don't have with Tyreek Hill not being there is the deep threat. And they were very good. Three years ago, they drafted Nicole Hardman to have him basically as a second Tyreek Hill. He's never quite grown into that role, but with Hill gone, maybe he, maybe he does. It's, it's going to be a, they're going to be an interesting team to watch. 
Um, and I actually picked them the other day um, in the in the AFC um, ahead of the Bills, just thinking that uh, maybe it will go right for them again this year. And Patrick Mahomes, everybody says he had an off year last year, but his off year was pretty damn good. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of other teams I want to ask you about in the AFC before we switch attention to the NFC, uh, and that is uh, the Bengals, who were, of course, in the Super Bowl last season in the North, and out of the South, the Indianapolis Colts. Those teams both seem to be have, have easier divisions to win, so it might be easier to, or might be able to have better records come, the, come postseason. What chance do you give them as Smokies? Well, um, the... The Colts have an easier division, depending on how Tennessee comes back, um, how Derrick Henry in particular comes back. That's that's the question. They're a run-first play-action team. They traded away A.J. Brown, um, and the other question is whether Traylon Brook, uh, Burks, who's a rookie that they drafted in the first round, uh, who looks a lot like A.J. Brown, whether he can actually step up up and replace him now you know it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of mystery because last year brown carried that team toward the end of the season when derrick henry was out and you don't want a receiver to be carrying a team that's designed to to run the ball 300 times a, a season with derrick henry um so that's indianapolis's real competition the one thing i worry about with the colts i think that matt ryan's probably an upgrade at quarterback um, wide receivers, still a question, but defensively, Matt Eberflus, who's their coordinator, went off to be the head coach in Chicago. And I'm not, I'm not really, um, a huge, a huge fan of his, of his replacement because everywhere the Caldwell's gone, he plays a kind of passive, he comes out of the Seattle system, but he, he plays a kind of passive, um, Sorry, did I say Caldwell? Gus Bradley plays plays a kind of um, passive system, and I'm not sure that the Colts will will be any any um, good at that. Um, Cincinnati pit, it plays Pittsburgh. It's an interesting division because it's not that great this year. It's usually, but it's very well balanced. Um, the Bengals were a lot better in the run-up to the playoffs, the last few games, and they had a great run in the playoffs of luck. Great kicking from McPherson won them some games. I think that they're probably an improved team this year. Uh, and Pittsburgh obviously is breaking in an, another quarterback. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky, um, who finally gets his chance to play, hopefully with a, a serious offensive coordinator. Um, and they defensively need to put up a lot because although their offense – skill position players look good the offensive line is still a work in progress i think that gives cincinnati a big advantage um this week and then of course cleveland on paper looked great before the start of the season then we've had the whole um deshaun watson situation um they um they trade they got rid of baker mayfield finally and in fact another one the nfl he goes to carolina or Cleveland go to Carolina, so they'll be facing Baker Mayfield in their first game. And then Baltimore, who I always like. I always think the Ravens are one of the most solid franchises in the league. Um, they've got to prove that Lamar Jackson is back healthy, and they can adjust their offense in a way that won't get him hurt again. They also need to get that defense back to what it usually is. They fired Wink Martindale, their coordinator, um, last at the end of last year. And so 
I'm curious to see what will happen there. So unlikely as I I thought it would be at the beginning of the of preseason, I actually think the Bengals are the favorites in that division. Um, I I really thought that they would kind of we call it the the plexiglass syndrome where where you. You know, the plexiglass goes one way and then it bounces back. Um, when a team gets a lot of breaks one season, they, they tend to revert to the mean. Um, so, But I think Cincinnati's probably legitimately the favorite in, in what will be a balanced division. I don't see anybody coming out of that with more than 11 wins. All right, let's uh, shoot over to the NFC then. I've got to ask you about Tampa Bay. Uh, does Brady have enough weapons this season to get Tampa all the way to the championship game? <laughs> Yeah, probably. the The question is, does Brady? Is this the point where Brady hits the wall? And it, it's funny. I was listening to a lecture by Timothy Snyder, who's a professor at Yale, who's an expert on um, Eastern Europe and military history. And and the le- it, it's the first of a series uh, in the classroom. You're you're basically just a classroom tape. And and one of the things he says was that all the military historians like to be psychologists because they don't understand the military history, but everybody thinks that they can psychoanalyze a general or whatever. And it's the same thing in the NFL. Everybody thinks they can psychoanalyze Tom Brady um, and everybody else. And, you know, right now it's like Brady's marriage is falling Part uh, Brady, you know, took the week off, ten days off practice. Brady was going to retire, and now he's back. He was he was going to become a player owner of the of the uh, Dolphins, and the NFL put a kibosh on that. So, you know, I, I think I think everything revolves for good reason around Tom Brady. Um, if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can both stay healthy. Um, for the whole season, which they haven't been able to do the, la- the last couple of years. He probably has enough offensive weapons. He's, we know, psychoanalyzing him, what I said we shouldn't do, but um, we know that he is the kind of guy who, like, when, once you're his favorite, he goes to you. And if he's not, if you're not his favorite, he doesn't. So the question is, who's going to step up to be his favorite with Gronk? gone at tight end you know cameron braid is an okay tight end but he's not a gronk they signed kyle rudolph who you know was once a very good tight end but is in the tail end of his career they've got a couple of rookies one of whom paid out and i think could step up quickly but you know they signed julio jones who's not anywhere near as old as brady but for a wide receiver is pretty old and and has been playing injured for a couple of years he could be the extra guy if you think of like what antonio brown did when they brought him in at the end of the season they won the super bowl um scotty miller i thought at one point was going to be that guy in a kind of west welker way but one of those guys has to step up um and become trusted for brady the other thing with the team is i don't know if the defense is quite as strong as it was up front especially, although Vita Vea is one of the unsung great players in the NFL. Um, but I'm not sure they've got the, the same kind of pass rushing strength that they had a couple of years ago. Um, and that's going to be that's going to be an interesting question to see too because they can come back um, but they also their defense also made it easy for them in a lot of games. Uh, so I, I mean I, I think Tampa's got a, a, a good shot in in the uh, NFC. And strangely enough, I like Green Bay a little bit better, even though there are more question marks around Green Bay. 
Interesting, interesting. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers uh, still uh, there for another go round. Uh, and before we before we finish, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I mean, you know, with the ayahuasca, you know, he was drinking. He won't take uh, COVID vaccines, but he'll drink ayahuasca tea um, <laughs> and, and trip out. I just thought that was the that was the greatest thing ever. You know, he was saying how he was passing the love on to his teammates. I've never seen a per, a player since basketball's Rick Barry who could turn around and throw his teammates under a bus every time they. <laughs> drop a pass or run the wrong route or whatever and and the facial expressions are insane so thinking that he got you know in touch with the one with the universe and was still able to do that um really makes it strange now he he obviously has to recover from Devonte adams being gone and they have to make up for that um so it'll be an interesting thing to see how he reacts to his new receivers um you know and if some if one or more of them can become his favorite targets the way the way Devontae Adams was. All right, Mike, just before we let you go, give us give us your, your winners, your AFC, your NFC winners. Who have you got? Well, I mean, I, I, it, it's really only hunching. Um, I, I, don't, I don't feel confident the way I have the last couple of years, and I was right a couple of years ago. I was wrong last year. Um, but I, I, I was hunching Kansas City and Green Bay. Um, last year I picked Kansas City and Tampa for a rematch, so this will be the third year in a row I'm picking Kansas City. Buffalo would not surprise me at all. Like I said, they're justifiably the favorites. Um, and uh, you you called the Rams. The other team I would keep an eye on are the 49ers. If uh, either Trey Lance plays really well from the start, or if he doesn't, Jimmy G comes in and plays really well. Because people forget, they went to the Super Bowl three years ago. And last year, if Jacquiski Tart doesn't drop a stone interception that Matt Stafford threw in the NFC Championship game. They would have gone to the Super Bowl again twice in three years. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback who they weren't very happy with and they wanted to improve. And, I, you know, I like Trey Lance a lot, but I'm not sure he's ready yet to step in as a starter. Yeah, good stuff, Mike. I really appreciate your time. Keep up the good work at Friday Morning Tight End and uh, we'll stay in touch across the season. Oh, thanks, mate. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91